Yo, what's up? It's B and J coming your way with something to no. say. No. no. I'm just trying to relate to the kids these days. I cannot. Hey, this is Billy and Jen. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm not a boomer. Yeah. If I'm a boomer, you're pretty close to being a boomer, Vic the sound chick. Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. Would you do us a favor? Would you maybe leave a comment or rate it? Give us five stars. It helps us a lot. And we're just thrilled that you're part of it. Uh, This is Billy and Jen signing off as we sign on. Cheers. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Well, cheers to you. I'm drinking a little bit of iced tea. Iced tea, and I'm drinking a little bit of decaf coffee. <sighs> yeah, I've been drinking coffee all day. I feel like it's getting to me. I feel like it's getting. I'm getting dehydrated. And the way I know that I'm dehydrated is because my urine is orange. <laughs> oh, oh <man>. babe. <laughs> yeah, it's, now I'm going to be worried about it's you. Not healthy. No, it's, not worried. Just yeah, it is disgusting, but also it's just way too much coffee well, you're I think, like, in the system. You're like putting it in at the gym too, so you're like burning it, burning the candle on both ends. Is I that do what they drink say? a decent amount of water, but after the gym, anyways. Yeah, I got so I finally went back to the gym. Quarantine's been. Real, I'm like but, impressed. You walked in one day and was like, "Babe, I got a membership." At well, we had gym. a membership at LA Fitness. It's been shut down for a year, and then it, it's been the rules and stricts, you know, the big chains. So I got a gym. I got a membership at an underground gym where it's 24 hours. You get a little key. You go in. It's just a bunch of like tough guys and tough girls, and no one really cares. It's dirty. You wouldn't. You would not be. You would. Neither you or Vic the Soundcheck would be at home there. I don't think they mop ever. Um, No. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are like all the sweat. There are no. There are no like yoga mats. As long as you just wash your hands before you. No, there's no washing. They don't. They don't even have like. um, no, you can't wash your hands. I see some wipes every. Stop talking about it because they could get trouble. I didn't say the name. I see some wipes around, but I think they're just baby wipes. <laughs> I don't think they're. I don't think they're like, um, you know, sanitary wipes. So, but you like this place. I love it, man. Just do it. Just get out there, man. What is everyone so afraid of? <laughs> germs. Um, germs uh, have always been around, by the way. And I've always been afraid. Of Sickness come on, come has always on, been around. On. The flu has always come been on. around. It's let's always not, been here, people. Not. Why are we acting like it's new? It's not. Okay, don't get me going. Um, or get me going. Babe. What? A little bit more than 24 hours, you and I will be on a plane to Miami, Florida. That is a fact. I, it feels surreal. I have to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Are you extremely excited? I, I really am because one, you and me get to be together for three days by ourselves. I thought it was four Thursday, four Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We come Mo- back on Monday. Well, so. you know, Monday you fly, so it's like I four don't and a half days. It. Well, I mean, we sit on a plane together. Although on that'll the beach, be awesome. We Little get a two, break. Masks. People. Coffee. I want to. <laughs> I want to thank. I want to thank Lisa. She she's a flight attendant for Alaska. Oh, she yeah, gave she's us awesome. these tickets. So like, it's a blessing. Like we're going for hardly nothing. I'm so excited to get a break. Um, and I get to have lots of sex with you, go to cool little places to have dinner, yeah. have coffee. From what morning. I hear, Miami is wide open. So we're going with some friends. It's their birthday. So they're like, you want to go to Miami? We're like, let's go. So we've never been. I'm excited. I'm excited for sun, the beach. It'd be fun, man. I am excited just to be in a place, um, a city and a state where fear does not prevail. Okay, speaking about fear, you preached a message on Sunday that was extraordinary, by the way. And all to my podcast friends, I may be biased, but I don't <sighs> care. 
you got to go download 116 podcasts um, and listen to the Plug. message on Sunday. But not only that, can I say this? We might have a few hundred people, several hundred people actually listening weekly. And we are in need of a church building. So anybody out there listening to this podcast. Yeah, if you live you in know, Washington, like, yeah, estate, Seattle area. We as a church need to buy a building and we want to well, do our, that. Our long-term lease. Yeah, long-term yeah. lease. We have a real estate be agent for sure. And we've been looking around. I just was in a building today, um, a church that's not been meeting for a while and um, in Bellevue. So kind of looking at that, I don't think anything will come up. But yeah, if you, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, man, maybe you're at a church. I know of a building. They need um, to get out of their loan or they need to. It's got to be, it's got to be 500 seats plus or yes. more. Um, it's probably got to be like more like 600 seats plus. But um, we would love to, yo, we is in the market. So DM us on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you never know. If you got our number, call us. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one meme where it's like, if you have a problem with me, pick up the phone and call me. If you don't have my number, you don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. <laughs> like it's such a good. I like it. I like so, it. Yeah. Okay, this is really random. I was having coffee the other day with someone. I won't say the name just to cover her. Bob. Um, Bob and you know we we got on the topic of as always sex. You know like. You know, we talk about sex. You talk about sex with other women? <clears throat> yeah, because I was asking, she's newlywed, and well, I said, what do you how's say? it going? Like, do you like, talk about me? Do you talk about... No, I just like, how's it going? Like, let's talk all the things. Like, you know, orgasms, intimacy, oral sex, Mary. all the things. So we just start talking all of it. Yes. And um, and so she's like, you know, I've been listening to this really great uh, sex podcast. And it's like how to help couples who are married to to have a really great experience. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about all that, man. Well, this is the thing. She said it's really helped. And I so I was know. like, I kind of want to know, know what podcast this is. Of course you do. If you had your way, <laughs> Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen would be like, we'd be sex doctors. Okay, like we would I, perpetually I talk this, about Okay, I bring all this up because, you know, I'm, I'm what, we're what, 24 years almost into marriage. And... I'll I'll hang out with some of my girlfriends or talk with some women who've been married for quite a few years, and and I find that the conversation goes to that topic. How, how are you doing your marriage? And then blah blah blah. It, it goes sex. to that topic every time. Yeah, so it goes to that. And I ask the questions like, "How's your same with you, Vic? How's your sex life? When we all get together? Oh yeah, yeah. And and uh, you know, and if they feel comfortable, we just have an honest conversation. And a lot of women don't have great intimacy and sex life. And and I think you're welcome. A lot of it has to do with just having an open conversation or hearing other people talk about that whole that whole area so they can experience the best sex. So I just think we don't talk about it enough. We talk about it all the time. There are literally people listening right now. They're like, there is not a month that goes by on Coffee Talk that one of the episodes does not reference well, we, sex. We talk about I mean, we're talking about it right loving now. Loving each other a lot. But I'm saying like actually talk about sex. I'm not the sex doctor, right, man. We are not. This podcast not, is not the sex doctor. I'm not participating. But I, I do I would encourage it in the right way in the hell in a healthy Okay, if you want to have if you want to talk about sex, if you have my phone number, just give me a call. If you don't have my phone number, you're not close enough with me to have talk to talk about, about sex. sex. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Work for me. So you do give a great sex talk, by the way, baby. How do you know? Because I, I'm married to you, and you, you night. talk to a lot of guys. Jen, I've experienced now before it we begin every night. <laughs> so funny. What's wrong? At least with every us? other night, I've experienced it. <laughs> At least every other night. I think you're overstating it a little bit. At least every two nights. <laughs> that might be closer to it. Yeah. <laughs> I did the tally because, you know, I, I keep track of everything. So I tallied we're, 2020. We're way down in January, by the way. <laughs> it's February. 
but we were way down in January. Our well, numbers, you, you were kind of sick. I was kind of worn out. We had some friends and family members that got the Rona. And so, you know, it was like everyone you've was... A, kind, you've, you've had a cough. You've everyone had, was kind of quarantining themselves. There's been a bunch of quarantining going mm-hmm. on, so... Yeah, but why are you guys quarantining? You sleep together. No, we're not quarantining from oh, each other. Yeah. You were run down for a bit. I was... I mean, yeah, life kind of happens. I mean, I do have this perpetual cough. It's not Rona. I have no other symptoms. This tea, this tea is delicious, by the way. Um, but yeah, I've had, I always get a cough. Someone said to me, like, what do you think you have? Maybe you have Corona. I'm like, I get a cough every year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I sniffled. Do I have Corona? Oh, I feel tired. Do I have Corona? <laughs> like, so every symptom is the same. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see how flu season is going to get it's tough cold. for people. It's cold. It's the winter yeah. time. So anyways, I'm clearly on it today with Corona, which means I want to talk about it. I kind of, I was, I made this comment on Sunday at 116 Church, um, and I kind of felt like I wanted to talk about it more, not not so much from a spiritual side, you know, or a scriptural side. People listen to podcasts, you know, we're pastors, I don't have to do a whole runaround, you understand, this isn't a Christian podcast, we are certainly people of faith, and so it comes into our conversations. But this, I think, goes around, and I, I made this comment, I said, there's there's two viruses out there, and this is such a cliche comment, so I apologize ahead of time for how cliche this is, but I still feel it needs to be said. There are two viruses in America today. You could say the world, but let's just talk about America, because that's where we live. COVID-19 and fear. It's that's the truth. Those are the two viruses. And they and and not just fear of COVID-19 but fear of what we don't know. And um which one is more deadly? Ah, time will tell. But let me just say this. I think if we're not careful, we could end up living our lives um dictated by fear or based on what they say. You know that? There are people like, you know, well you know what they're saying. I mean, I must hear this on a weekly basis. Well, you know, they say, I read and they said, I'm like, first of all, I want to be like, who, who, who are, are they? they? Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> um, tell me what they're saying. And they, in my opinion, they is anyone who allows their destiny to be dictated by fear. Right now in our society, the they that I am referring to are they that, allow fear to determine mm. what they're going to do, to determine their future, to determine their present, to determine their destiny. And um, so I just kind of like, I kind of had this moment the other week and I'm like, I was kind of you know, like, what do they say? And why do we believe what they, and I'm doing the air quotes, they, they are saying? Okay, they told me I would never use my right hand again. When I was 12, I fell through a glass door. Maybe we've told this before. I literally almost, without being too graphic, almost chopped off my entire hand, which is incredibly graphic, right? But I, I like lost almost, I mean, all the nerves, all the tendons, the artery. I mean, my hand, I couldn't use it for a year, 180 stitches. Doctor said, they said, you would he'll never, never have full use of his hand again. I, I'm... I'm snapping my fingers right now. I use this bad boy all the time. I yeah, type, you do. I write, I'm a writer, I'm an author. I use my hand all the time. Um, they said that my mom would never walk again. We were in a terrible accident. Um, they had to get the jaws of life to get me out. She was lifelined. We had, had a head-on collision at 85 miles per hour. They said she would never walk again. My mom walks like a champ. She'd been walking for years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So tell me again what they say. They said that our daughter Serenity would never be normal. When she was diagnosed with hydrocephalus in the womb, they said to us, she's she's not gonna be like she is the most brilliant. And I'm not it's not just a dad, like she's a brilliant 
She's more than normal. She's athletic. She's musical. Serenity is the best person in any room. If you go into any room and Serenity shows up, she, she is literally, she lightens up the room. So what did they say? They said you should have died, babe. Mm-hmm. You had a heart conditioning all the way up after having both of our sons. What you had during, you did them naturally. 18 hours of labor, right? They said you should have died. They were wrong. When we moved to Seattle, they told us we'd be back. They said, you have no idea how expensive it is out there. They were right about that. (laughs) We did have no idea. True. Um, But what they didn't know is that we would double our income the first year we were out here, make more money than we'd ever made in our entire life. And now we've been out here for 14 years. So tell me again, what did they say, say, right? Um, They said it would be foolish to start a church in the middle of a pandemic. And they said it would be impossible to do without funding. Well, we started a church last August. Um, We had zero funding. And yet here we are. There were 350 people at church on Sunday. And we're renting the the Hilton in Bellevue. So tell me again what they say. I had a pastor call me like, hey, just so you know, man, just want to kind of give you a heads up. You're going to need a minimum of $350,000 if you want to start a church. And I had someone fund my salary for the first year. So if you don't have that, you probably shouldn't even start. Had none of it. And here we go. Pretty sure our church hey. is bigger than his. And not that it even first matters. All, that's, such accent, a, that's such a pastor. Your thing. pastor accent yeah. got me real good just now. Tell me again. What they're saying. Yeah. They said you shouldn't start a business during lockdown and you can't start a business without a business loan. Well, we'd like you to come visit us at our storefront in the new Totem Lake Villages in Kirkland, Washington, where we have a business that we started in lockdown and we didn't have a business loan, right? Like, I, first of all, let me ask you this question Who are they and why are you allowing them to have so much influence? influence. In your life. And listening to them. Like, honestly, I'm going off. But, babe, you know, am I right or oh, am I right? Like, you're so right. So right. I think there are people in life, you either respond out of fear or you respond out of faith. And if you're not like a person of faith, let me put it this way. either It's either flight or fight. Fight or flight. You've heard that before. That's I think that's like a sociological whatever, you know, psych- psychological. You respond, yeah. right. Like you either, you either are going to respond out of fear. Especially when it's tense situations. Or you're either going to fight. So yeah. for me, I like to say you either respond out of fear or you respond out of faith. I kind of want to put it this way. Like either, it's two types of people. There's the don't risk it people and then there's the don't miss it people. Hey, see what oh. I did there? Babe, this, you're getting me real good. This <laughs> got is bunchy. so good. <laughs> did you like what I I really like that. <laughs> I haven't uh, heard this. This uh, is good stuff. But don't is, risk it, guys. People. We're like having a full-on TED talk again. With oh, Billy stop! Huffman. No, I'm just. This is my thoughts. I this get going really on some good. of this stuff. Um, I mean, we live in this day and age, and I just kind of like I didn't realize how much it kind of it affects me. I just, and I also didn't realize, and now it sounds like I'm humble bragging, but I didn't realize how much we were don't miss it people. Mm. Like I don't want to miss it, man. And I just think there's life to be lived no matter what. Certainly, people have lived through harder times than we're living through. Certainly people, and this is a fact, this is not opinion, have lived through much more deadly diseases than we are living through. Right, right. Um, There has always been risk out there. There will always be. When will we ever be 100% certain about anything in life? When? That that will never actually happen. You will never be 100% certain about anything in your life. There's always going to be risk. And I guess, so my kind of thing is like, how can we tell if we lean more on the don't risk it type people or we lean more on the don't miss it type people. And don't you think it's more than personality? 
Yeah. Or do you think it is a personality-driven thing in life? Like, do you I mean, think- my personal opinion, I think it's both. I think it has a lot to do with both. Um, yeah. I think, I think you know, a, a season like we just are living through and coming hopefully out of, it, sometimes people don't realize they li- they're more fearful when, until they hit kind of crisis situations or fearful situations. And then it, the telltale sign of, of your response is always going to come to the surface, right? And, yeah. and I think more than ever, people who wouldn't tend to be fearful with, the, with all of COVID going on, people who would, I would actually peg as not kind of the reactionary, fearful type, have actually been very fearful because of so much bombarding, is that the right word, of yeah. media. There's been so much yeah. they say, like you open that up with they say, there's been so much of that they, they in the say last everything. nine months that has literally polluted people's minds, has has almost reprogrammed the way people live completely. And, it, and it's out of fear. It's out of all of the, the what ifs that they're, they're reading, they're digesting, and then they're going about life with such fear because of it. It's, it's yeah. insane. And here's the thing about fear. There's always a level of truth to it. That's why it's fearful. If it were just absolutely absurd, exactly right. if no one ever got diagnosed with COVID and there were no fatalities from COVID and we didn't know any, like, then there would be, we'd be like, dude, it's, it's made up. It's not real. But because there is, there is some truth to what's happening, then anything that gets overstated or whatever, and I, it becomes, now it's very fearful. Fearful is based on the fact that there's actually something to be afraid of. There is something to risk. And so if if there were nothing to risk, then there's no reason for fear. And so I think, you know, the argument on the flip side, which we're certainly not doing, is like, there's nothing to be afraid of. Well, that's not true. There's actually always been something to be afraid of in life as it is. Like, there's fearful things out there. Life is moving forward in spite of it. That's what I think living is, by the way. Um, If you're not moving forward, then then you're retreating. If you're standing still, well, the world's moving, so you by default are going backwards. At some point, we have to determine, and I think it is personality, but I also think you touched on something. I think it's public opinion, yep. and it is amazing. I'm I'm beginning to see um, how many people's proclivity is to lead and other people's proclivity is to follow, and I don't think one's worse than the other. I, honestly, I don't think everyone like has like maybe this leadership quality. where I think we should all be able to lead our own lives, and that's Absolutely. where I think people have kind of like abdicated their responsibility to lead themselves. They're allowing other people to lead them. They're allowing other people's expectations of them to lead them. Every time I go for a walk outside and someone gives me a look, I've yet to have someone really say something to me, but they give me a look because they have a mask on and they've double masked it while they're outside and we're 20 feet away (laughs) and they give me a look like, why don't you have a mask on? I was like, listen, your expectation of me is not going to change the way I'm living my life. I'm away from you. I'm not. I'm not putting you in any type of danger. And just because you expect me to do what you're doing, please understand that does not mean I will do that. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, and I think there's people listening to us right now that don't appreciate that. And um, I can appreciate that, that you, you don't, don't appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> it's okay. And I don't think we have to agree on everything, but we do have to have honest conversations. And so, I'd like to kind of like break down how do we know whether we're living. If we're don't risk it people or we're don't miss it people. And this is a great time to determine that. People are like, well, you can't determine that in fearful times. That's actually when we should determine that. It's really How good. easy is it to be like, well, I'm a don't miss it person when there's nothing to be afraid of. Well, like, right. oh, I'm in that category. Well, now we're in it. So where do you fall? Where do you fall? Maybe just knowing that could help you with your mental health, with your emotional peace. 
maybe help you make changes. Maybe you don't want to make changes. Maybe you, it turns out, if we talk through this, like you're in the don't risk it category. Right. You're just a person who doesn't want to try, doesn't want to risk it. You're just very fearful. You want to stay safe. And that's where you're going to be. And if you're okay with that, then I say, well, good for you if you're okay with that. I certainly am not okay with that in my personality and what I think we need to do as a human race to keep moving forward. Absolutely. So, and, you know, people are like, I disagree with you. That's cool. Start your own podcast and <laughs> say what you want to say. But we started this podcast, and so I'm going to roll with it. Okay, here's what I think. Um, faith versus fear, or fear versus faith. Fear sees obstacles. Faith sees opportunities. Don't risk it, people see obstacles. Oh, man, we can't do this. Oh, man, we can't do that. And faith people don't miss it, people. They see opportunities. I often believe this. Many times what you see as an obstacle could be and most likely is actually an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Every time. Every time. Do you think it's every time? For me personally. It could be. I think you can turn every obstacle into an opportunity. There's obstacles and they're they're just obstacles. It was just, that's a bummer. But- the other flip side of that, there's a 50% of the time for me personally, those obstacles lead to something greater. Or they could lead to something greater. Okay, like for instance, you have a tragedy in life. That's terrible. That's an obstacle. That's right. an obstacle for you emotionally. That can be an obstacle for you mentally. It could be an obstacle for you spiritually. It could have been an obstacle for you physically. But over time, or maybe in the moment, what was meant to destroy you, that which doesn't kill you, only makes you stronger, right? Like, thank you, Kanye. It could turn into an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. How many things have I a gone through terrible in life? And I've talked to people who have done this and they've experienced like addiction or maybe they've gone through divorce. And then a few years down the road, they meet someone and that person is going through the same thing. All of a sudden, they're like, I can help you. And they, be, and they become like this confidant for them in this, in this place of safety and wisdom and counsel. And all of a sudden, what was an obstacle for them is now an opportunity to serve, to help. I just believe it. And you know what? Anyone who's successful went through hard times. Yep. I haven't met a single person in life who is successful, truly successful, that did not go through some really hard times. That's what makes us successful. You went through hard times. Those obstacles became opportunities. Mm. Um, okay. Don't risk it, people. Resist opportunities. Um, they reason as to why they can't. Whereas don't miss it, people seek out opportunities. So here's what happens. Like, dude, I got a deal for you. You could open this, this, this. And, a, and, and speaking my language. And a fearful person's like, oh, no, 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 this is bad timing. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saving up thousands of dollars so that when I'm too old to spend it, I'll have it to be safe. Don't get me okay, going. I do believe in investing. No, in your I money. do. I do believe in investing. I do believe in that. But do you be see wise. the mentality? Let me save yes. all this money yes. so that I can be safe like five, you know, 20 years from now. <laughs> Why don't you leverage your money and live right now? And and then you'll just live 20 years from now. It's just, I don't know. We're, we're obsessed with safety. Um, yeah. Fear says resist opportunity. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, I'm just going to keep the nine to five. Oh, no, no, no. Here I am. I'm kind of making fun of it. Whereas I think faith and people that don't want to miss it, they seek out opportunities. What'd you say? What could we do? Okay, I mean, I love you the other day. You're like, should we open another shop? And we're like, we should. So here we are. I guess we're still in well quarantine. We're phase two in Washington. Let's celebrate. I went to breakfast for the first time oh, you did. in you months didn't with tell a dude today. Yeah, I met a guy for breakfast inside. Hey, inside. God, it was awesome. I sat in a booth, had an omelet. God, it was great. Oh, I want an omelet um, in a booth. We'll do it. We're gonna go on to Miami. We'll do it. We'll do it every morning. An omelet in the well, booth. in Miami, you could do it. I don't. You could do it wherever you want. We can do it anytime we want. Yeah. Okay. Um, fierce. Um, 
sees difficulty as the beginning of a problem, whereas faith sees difficulty as the vehicle for promotion. Can you say it one more time? Yeah, okay, catch this. Fear sees difficulty as the beginning of a problem. Oh, man. Got a phone call. Oh, man. That's what fear does. Faith sees difficulty as the vehicle for promotion. Mm. Okay, so this happened. Here's what I think this could turn into. It's like it's just perspective. You're in the same situation, but what you see as a problem the other person sees as a promotion. What would you tell the person that when they see situations, they tend to always see the problem versus the opportunity? How would someone go about changing, like switching that mindset? Because for me, I, I tend to be the person who is like, I, I always see the good in it, the good in it. Like I, I'll take a difficult situation and I want to make it better. But then I'll meet people and they can't get past it. And I mean, honestly, I, I want to help them, but I don't want to learn. Read the lives of Martin Luther King Jr. Read the lives of Abraham Lincoln. Read the lives of Booker T. Washington. Read the lives of Rosa Parks. Read the lives of Helen Keller. Read the lives of people throughout history. That's so Time and time and time and time and time and time again that had so many problems and could not do it and everything was against them and yet they didn't believe what they say and they did it anyways and it worked out and those are the people who changed the world. Read that. Remind yourself, learn for yourself. It's not just that those people were superheroes. They weren't. They just refused to believe that their problems were the end. They're like, no, 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 no. This this actually, Mm -hmm. what's trying to destroy me could be the very thing that promotes me. How can I flip this around? Just do, I mean, Google anybody of renown. And I promise you, they had they had problem after problem after problem after problem. That'll be their story. Failure, 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 problem, 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 obstacle, obstacle, obstacle. But instead of getting afraid, Instead of retreating, instead of hiding, instead of cowering, they just kept putting one foot in front of the other. They just kept going. They're like, I'm not going to miss it. I am not going to miss it. So, I mean, that's what I would say. That's really good. Off the cuff. Okay, you know what else? Fearful people rehearse the problem, whereas people that have faith look for solutions. Hello. So here's what happens. We if if we're if we're living in fear, we're going to rehearse the problem. Man, did you hear? Did you hear? I don't even know. Oh, man, I can't even believe. Can you believe that this is? And they rehearse. They rehearse. And what they do is they solidify it, and they're and they're kind of without even knowing subconsciously anchoring it into their soul. With Whereas people that fight, they're looking for solutions from the get go. Okay, well that's not going to work. What could we do? I believe this, and you know. As people of faith, I believe we are the most innovative people on the planet. Mm-hmm. People of faith who believe in something bigger than themselves. I believe we can innovate. So people are like, what will you do if this happens? I'm like, I don't know, but it'll be awesome because we're going to do something. What will you do if they go back down and they shut things down again? I don't know, but we're going to do something. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. We will do something. We look for solutions. I just yeah. think there's a solution for everything out there. There just there has to be. It's it's it is the story of humankind. It's the story. How can we forget? How can we be so small-minded and short-sighted? Because we are facing a real problem right now. And we're just like, all we can do is this. It's not true. Open your eyes. Yes. It could be the answer you're looking for is right in front of you. Open your eyes. And I, I hope I'm not coming off angry because I'm not, but I do. Like, <laughs> It's like I want to... Are you passionate? I want to tell the whole world like, yep. what is, what's happening. Like, open your eyes. This isn't the end. It doesn't end like this. We don't cower in our little bunkers until it's over. 
That's right. not the way this goes down. Right. I promise you. Someone copy this podcast and mark my words. Catch us in a year. Catch us in two years. Catch us in five years. We will. This will not be the same. Right. So why not today start planning and living like it's not going to be this way? That's right. Okay. Um, don't risk it, people. Abandon their goals for pleasure. Don't miss it, people. Find pleasure in going for their goals. I have found this. I have noticed this after 44 years. Um People that kind of live in fear, they have goals and dreams and things that they're going for. And if they can get like just a certain level of comfort right now, I've watched this happen. And I think it's a tragedy. They just abandon it for comfort. It's like they sell out. Whereas people that have faith, they're like, oh, no, this is this is cool. But this, this isn't it. Like, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful mm-hmm. for that paycheck. I'm grateful for that house. I'm grateful for a level and a part of my dream, but this isn't it. And I'm not going to settle for less. I'm going to keep going for the dreams. And they find great pleasure it's, it's in the, going for it. It's the curse of comfortability. You know, it's like... Comfortability? What's the word? Comfortability. Comfortability? Uh, the curse of being comfortable, yeah. What is that word? What would it be? Comfort. It would just be comfort. No, I don't. it would just be comfort. The curse oh, of comfort. Is comfortability is awesome, but also not a word. It's a word. <laughs> it is not a word, It Vic. sounds really good. Curse of comfort. I love that. But it, it is. Like, you know, and, comfort's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all about the cozy comfort, you know, cozy, cozy comfort. But it's but it it even in, in our jobs in our life, we we find ourselves at a dead end or on a merry-go-round and 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 we we want to get off and we want to change. We want a change. We want to do something different, but we won't do it. And deep down, really, is because you've gotten used to the paycheck. You've gotten really comfortable with the the BMW or the friends that you and have, the friends that you or have, the circle the that you're you have. in. And, and if you the... were to make a change and potentially lose the paycheck, okay, I can say this because or like the the fame of your world. Okay, like I met a pastor just recently. No one would know him, and I won't say the name, but it was so interesting to me. He was an older gentleman, I would say probably in his mid fifties, pushing sixty, but looked good. We walked in, we were looking at a building, and the lady that was taking us, um, and this was just. This is just as a this is a picture of humankind. We walk up and she, he's like looking at a computer and she's like, "Oh, Pastor So and So, this is the, the the team that's here to meet you." Doesn't even acknowledge us. I mean, we're, I'm literally five feet. Doesn't even acknowledge us. Doesn't acknowledge us. And she goes, "Pastor So and So," doesn't even act like he hears her. I mean, where I could two feet, I could touch him. And then he slowly turns his head. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Hello. Um, good to see you. What was your name again?" And just and I just I literally wanted to kind of just walk over and knee him in the face because <laughs> I'm like it was just like he was just like it's very nice to meet you and then he went back to doing what he's doing like it's like he's the king Dismissive. of his world and wow. it is your pleasure to be there with him he's gotten so comfortable in his small world right it's like and a lot of people don't ever want to leave that and I'm just saying man I'm just saying. You have to find really pleasure good. in going for the goal. There's more out there to go for. And you have to find pleasure. I do think like you can't just grind and grind and grind right, and everything's right. like for a destination. Like yeah. enjoy the journey along the way. The, the but beauty please of don't stop going. Yes. Oh yes. man. Okay. I think don't risk it, people reverse their decisions, whereas don't miss it, people act on their decisions. When the going gets tough, if you're living in fear, you're like, ah, we probably shouldn't. Now, I think there's time and place to be like, ah, this isn't working. And I think there's wisdom in that. But for the most part, if your default is to be like, ah, I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do. I think people who live by faith 
and are and are going for it would act on their decisions. Like, no, we made the decision and we're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. We said we were going to do it, so we're going to do everything within our power to accomplish what we decided we were going to. Now, hopefully, your way we had we did an episode a few a few weeks back on how to make good decisions. Maybe go back and listen to that for review. So, hopefully, you have a good process for making good decisions. You know, I don't know if you always make the right decision, but we can always make good decisions. So, right. there's a process for making decisions, and once you have committed to a decision, act on it. Don't just decide and then, you know, the going gets tough. The first no you get or the first obstacle you see or the first resistance that happens or the first failure or it doesn't go exactly what you plan. And all of a sudden, like, ah, we're not going to do it anymore. Ah, that's fear. Act on it. Keep moving forward. And then last but not least, and this is what I wrote down, um, I think fear refuses people that are living in fear. They refuse to change where they are, whereas people who are living in faith refuse to remain where they are. Fear tells me, I'm not going to change where I am. Like, I, I'm not going to change anything. And faith tells me I'm not going to stay the way I am. Like, I can't just stay here. Yeah. Good. You have to move forward. Um, it's just, and it's, I, you could be in the exact same situation, but how are you approaching life? Fear makes me be like, I can't, I can't change. I can't change. I mean, I know I don't make that much money, but I can never make more. Um, I know, like, he doesn't tell me he loves me all the time. But he told me he loved me a couple of times. So I think this is as good as it'll get. And so I'm just going to stay with my boyfriend. Wow. I, I'm telling you, man, faith says I cannot remain where I am. That's like, so right. Anything that's healthy grows. Anything that's alive moves. <laughs> How do I know a fish is dead? It's, it finally stops moving. Anything that's alive, it's, there's movement. There is growth. There is, you have to keep moving. And um, okay, there's this Latin proverb I came across the other day. It says, if there's no wind, row. And I feel like it should be said like, if there's no wind, row. You know, like, um, it's just Caribbean, That's more like a Chinese proverb. If there is no wind, then roll, uh, row. <laughs> so many people are like, man, I can't, I got, I got no momentum. Then make your own momentum. Get the oar out. And start rowing your boat. Hey. <laughs> Anything you want to add to that? You literally, you literally just go, hey. And hey. then you then you looked at the dog as Vic the Sound Chick is filming it. I feel like this has literally been um, thank you for listening to uh, my monologue on this podcast. Dear God, babe. I mean I talk with Billy. Hey. Okay. Hey. I've been listening. The dog did distract me just for a hot minute. Me too. I'm a little obsessed with this dog. I'm sorry. I do. Well, I'm sorry. I'm glad that you resonate with what no, we're saying. No, I do. Here today. You know I do. Babe, it's I already said from the out the door. This is this is another TED talk. Like this is awesome. Can I just say to all those who are listening, um, they're gonna keep saying things. They will. Yep, they will. Um, please do not live your life based on what they say because what they say oftentimes is not what it will be live with faith step out you can do this whatever you can do it find a way surround yourself with people who believe the same thing you're like man you guys just all live in on cloud nine wouldn't you love to be up here on cloud nine with us because it's pretty cool up here in cloud nine or you could chill down in that pit or you could be on cloud nine and cloud nine can be a real place. I don't think it's just this ethereal, like like I said, and we did it, you know, yeah. they said we couldn't do all those things and we did it. And there's some things that we tried to do that we didn't do, but that's a part of life, by the way. Yep. Please don't live in fear. There's more for you out there. Please 
fight for something. Fight for, <laughs> I'll be like, you gotta fight for your rights. <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah, so yeah. old. Um, you don't even know what that is. You got no idea what that is. I, okay. I barely, I, I do, do Vic, know do what you know the band that's saying you gotta fight for the rights to party? If you are a listener to this and you know the name of that band, I would actually cash app you. Me or no, no, not you. Don't say it. I would cash. I don't think you know. Do you know? Don't say. I don't know. You don't know. No. Okay, so you don't know who wrote. You got to fight for your right to party. If you know that and you DM us that, I will cash up you twenty five dollars. No. The first person who does it. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's maybe I should make it fifty. <laughs> no. The first person who DMs me. They're it, just gonna Google it. That's, that's right. so oh, true. Oh, that's right. Nobody's honest anymore no. these days. I wish there was a way to do it like real time. Okay, there's a group called Two Live Crew. They're terrible. Oh, do not listen. Live on Netflix. Do not listen to their music. Awful. It's when I was in high school. They're awful. They're horrible. Babe, you were a rocker. You had the long hair, like the shady eyes. Well, Two Live Crew was like a rapper. You like played drums and you were the lead singer on on a drum set. Lead singer. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't the lead singer. Oh, I thought you were. I would sing no. background sometimes. Oh, you were the background yeah. vocal. Yeah, I wasn't the lead singer. That would, that, been, guy's that would have been sexy. That guy's baby. name was Dennis Vasquez. Man, we were terrible. Our name of our band was Stereotype. And you were such a stereotype. <laughs> oh, man. We were. I don't regret it. Was it was big. fun. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening to Coffee Talk. This has been Billy. TED Talk. With Jen. Oh, no. Jen has not been participating. I've been the host. Uh, it's with been Billy. nice to be your host as Billy by himself. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.